he wrote 200 years ago is all so appropriately named the Mask of Anarchy. Rise like lions after slumber, in unvanquishable number. Shake your chains to earth like two, which in sleep have fallen on you. Ye are many, they are few.
sequence, we stop acquiescing. Human rights, get off your knees, the lion speaks no more. Welcome, everyone, to the TylerBloyer.com live stream. Today is August 30th, 2020, and I'm doing just fine getting this live stream prepped for this morning. Uh, as you know, last week when we got back in the saddle, there was a few technical issues. No big deal. Uh, that's what happens when you do it live. That's what I should have started with was Bill O'Reilly's meltdown on live or uh, recorded on television when he, I don't think, knew it was going to be such a big hit of a clip. Uh, if you guys don't know what the Do It Live Bill O'Reilly clip is, I probably don't want to get uh, a copyright claim uh, by streaming something like that into the stream, but uh, that's what I did have was some apparently copywritten material to start out the stream, so I replaced it with that nice David Icke clip instead. Uh, the V for Vendetta clip that I, I was testing with earlier um, apparently would have caused a copyright issue and therefore my stream would have been taken down from what I was reading because it was quite a long clip 
Um, but that's why you need to test and do a, a live stream testing sometimes to make sure everything's going to work out all right. Um, Restream has changed around a few things to make it so the Discord bot seems to be a rogue bot at this point on my Discord server. So when I do a test, it announces a false alarm. Sorry about that. Um, but you can find uh, the TylerBloyer.com show and the Discord itself over here. Uh, let me just get to this screen. You can go to uh, here, TylerBloyer.com slash subscribe to subscribe. And then the live show is here. And looks like there might be some issue there. Oh yeah, that's because I changed that out. Uh, that's okay. Um, nope. You can go to the Discord room here, and I would fix that on the fly. Let's just see. I can fix that on the fly. Let's do it live. Do it live. So let's just go in here. I think I know exactly what the issue is here, so I can fix this really quick. And I liked that uh, intro video with David Icke. Um, I, you know, David Icke is a, a bit of a controversial figure and in the past, uh, some of his work has been a little bit out there and some of the stuff is like claims that are quite wild and crazy. You know, the, the moon is a hollow, you know, device casting a matrix on the planet or the reptilian stuff. But as of late. Uh, David Icke has been at least a voice of reason uh, within the total chaos and total insanity happening on the world. Here we go. Got that fixed up there. And, you know, it's good to see people getting together. It's good to see that happening with the protests that have been going on over the weekend. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not for the violence. I'm not for destruction of property, of private property. Um, or the people's stewardship over sectors of places on the planet, however you want to define it. I'm not necessarily a full-blown libertarian anarcho-capitalist who, who has all the distinctions that they give on even self-ownership or uh, what I would call more of like a stewardship over this body or over a, over a piece of property. But I'm not you know, calling for or recommending or con condoning the destruction or just the outright, you know, uh, rioting or protests that go violent where people are getting killed. Uh, I was happening, I happened to watch the video of the young man in, what was it, uh, Wisconsin, I believe, uh, where the young man was attacked and he was armed and running down the street with his weapon, which, you know, all that is like, well, you know, it's a situation like set, the set and setting for how you want to help, but apparently he was trying to go out and help people that were injured being a medic and part of a militia group. Um, but the videos clearly show, and I was actually watching this live, which was strange. I was in my bed late at night and I happened to sometimes fall on Facebook and watch videos. And there's this guy, CJTV, and he was out there and I was like, you know, this is cool. I want to watch some of these live protests or what was looking like a really chaotic scene actually. And then shortly after that, I saw that situation happen live on that stream where uh, CJ actually went up and helped the guy with his arm blown off and that's still holding a gun. 
Um, but apparently, you know, those people were all like convicted criminals and pedophiles and rapists and um, were out there, you know, potentially even like paid propagandists, right? Or paid uh, pr protesters. We, we see and hear a lot of that going on. So why were those particular people out there, you know, s seemingly like trying to incite a problem with this guy who is practicing his right to go out uh, armed and protect himself? And I don't think he would have caused any issues had he not been basically attacked, hit in the he head twice with a skateboard. Um, that's what the video showed. There could be a lot more to it. Uh, there could be, you know, w way more than meets the eye going on there. But how would we know? I mean, because what's going on, uh, sorry to kick back over here to my camera. Uh, that was just showing where you can watch the live stream and get on the Discord. And uh, today's show being the unmutual, probably a word that most people aren't uh, familiar with. So what is the unmutual? Well, it happens to come from a show called The Prisoner, uh, and that is a show from Patrick McGowan. I think it was back in the 60s or the 70s. Uh, let's see, The Prisoner series. And we'll just jump over back here and just look at this together really quick. The Prisoner series... Uh, was a 1967 British science fiction television series about an unnamed British intelligence agent who is abducted and imprisoned in a mysterious coastal village where his captors try to find out why he abruptly resigned from his job. So it's like this dystopian uh, series where you can see the image is... It's basically what I've done research on this is like mocking technocracy and this invention of modern time, this uh, ridiculous device here, this whatever this bicycle is called. Um, and it's like, what the hell is that doing there? And you, you have to watch the show. Um, he's, he's cueing in on how ridiculous uh, the technocratic collective society is, right? And the unmutual, according to the Urban Dictionary, and we can just zoom in a little bit here for you, is a word coined on the TV show The Prisoner, uh, where the number six is the main character. Everybody has a number on the island, or on their little, the village. Was once declared unmutual and disharmonious for not obeying the rules and honoring the obligation as a citizen of the village. Uh, in other words, the unmutual was a bad member of the village society because he was disruptive a disruptive influence refusing to join or play by the rules. To be classed as an unmutual meant a citizen would be shunned by other citizens until he conforms or becomes mutual. If that didn't work, other citizens would eventually take it upon themselves to correct the unmutual's behavior with increasing levels of violence. <laughs> so, it's it's pointing out the issue of collectivism. It's pointing out the psychological control that the masses have on us as individuals when we choose a different way, when we choose to think for ourselves and have an opinion that goes outside of the box of the masses, of the decided upon fact checker approved, ministry of truth approved boxes that we should stay in, uh, where all the truth can be comfortably known and comfortably followed. And you don't have to worry about, you know, digging into things for yourself or the possibility that someone might be trying to deceive you. Like, no, there's always the central authority of truth 
that we can point to and look at and it'll give us the information that we need. We don't need to actually look into things for ourselves, right? Um, so that's a piece of that series that I think everybody should watch um, and what we titled the show after today. And then there was that nice mask <laughs> with the unmutual on it that I found in the intro. You'll have to go back and watch the intro footage to get that. Um, so this week, you know, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of people getting out protesting and, um, you know, using their right as a human being to stand and speak about something and gather and do it in a peaceful way. Not to say that like everything is 100% peaceful. And it's pretty funny to see those footages of the, of the, of the news, the mainstream media, um, with a reporter standing. I don't have that ready right here. I would, but maybe I can, uh, find it. A reporter standing up and saying that it was a mostly peaceful protest well there's like flames everywhere behind him let's just see if I can find something like that really quick to show you what I'm talking about okay let's see if this is it here uh, yeah but anyways there was like a reporter claiming that there was like mostly peaceful protests and behind him it's like this like scene of total destruction and chaos and it just goes to show how the the media is attempting to like use this stuff for their narrative um making it seem okay right here we go fiery but mostly <laughs> a fiery but mostly peaceful protest after the police shooting what is that fiery but most it's mostly peaceful look at behind them <laughs> This is this is not fake. I mean, I've I've looked into this a little. Let's see if we can find the video. Here we go. Oh, okay, that's not coming through the desktop. Let's see. I could probably get that too saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. It wasn't until night fell that things began to get a little bit more contentious. Things were thrown back and forth. Police started using some of those crowd dispersal tactics like tear gas, even playing uh, very loud sounds to push them out. And then what you were seeing, the common theme that ties all of this together is an expression of anger and frustration over what people feel like has become an all too familiar story playing out in places from across the country, not just here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. So it's okay to burn it down, you know. It's okay to be completely destructive as long as it's for BLM, you know. But if this were a bunch of people out, you know, protecting a private property with their guns they would be looked at as radical extremist racist you know trump supporters where people can go around literally like you know fucking shit up and destroying whole cities and burning them down and but it's a fiery but mostly peaceful i mean they're just they're just they're just expressing a sense of anger it's okay you know no big deal yeah that's a really interesting way to uh to frame that Hey, what's up, uh, Gabrander? How you doing today, man? Part of uh, one of the students in the True Media 
lecture, the True Media workshop that Mark Passio is putting on. He's uh, said hello on my live stream. What's up, man? How you doing? Just practicing, you know, trying to trying to get out there and learn how to become the true media, right? Which is really just using your voice in the modern day to publish on the modern way of platforming, you know, publishing your voice, which is on these modern platforms and on the internet under your name on a website, right? And in that class, how to become the true media, we're learning the basics and then we're starting to get some into some more advanced things now about, you know, how to publish yourself in the proper way. And I'm not saying that I do that, uh, proper publish myself in the proper way, but I am working towards increasing my skill set and making my uh, voice be more uh, well-published. And if I'm going to do this, I might as well put an effort to make sure that I'm doing it correctly. So uh, I like to think of myself as someone who's attempting to help spread information that may not be widely known and as I continue on that journey I'll get better and uh, do a better job and it's a long game type situation so when there's little issues like oh the the stream didn't unmute for a second oh no I'm so crushed it's like that's okay I'm doing it live you know I'm producing myself I'm giving an example of what could be done how one can uh, use the tools of the modern day uh, to do a simple uh, retransmission of their ideas and opinions and thoughts and get it out there in their name and not be scared of what's going to happen if somebody doesn't agree with them or if somebody puts a a nice little uh, let's see a nice little tag on your on your post to make everybody think that oh I'm spreading false information about COVID nineteen that the independent fact checkers say is false. And when you look into this, this was last week's live stream, okay? There's nothing in these articles that I was even arguing for or saying. I mean, I didn't I did I wasn't getting into the patents and talking about that. I did share a little clip from uh Plandemic 2 indoctrinated, and I think they might have mentioned how Fauci and Bill Gates have patents on this type of technology that they're using and uh the type of uh, vaccines that they would use against COVID and SARS and, or uh, COVID-2 and uh, the technology is patented and but anyway this this art these articles are going through and calling it out and they like tie back to like how Lysol uh, doesn't actually work or something <laughs> I, I was digging down the rabbit hole earlier yeah here look a misrepresented source, there's several coronavirus strains have been patented or referenced in the labeling of animal vaccines and, dis and disinfect disinfectants, such as Lysol. However, in 2019, the outbreak caused by the new coronavirus strain, which emerged most recently. Um, I never was arguing that, that there was anything about the Lysol label that had anything to do with anything. So, you know, I am live streaming right now on Facebook <laughs> and YouTube. And I am seeking to do some alternative platforms and get into that too. So let me just talk really quick about some of these alternative platforms that are out there. Um, I'm not saying to run away from Facebook or YouTube, but I am pointing out um, that you can watch this next clip that I have for us um, on ISE Media. ISE Media, I'm going to be playing a clip from Ben Swan here in a minute, but he... Uh, 
has his own platform because he's one of the unmutual. He's one of the people that have been banned. And in fact, while we're on the thread of fact checkers and talking about alternative platforms, let's just go to the Ben Swan clip now. I'll cue this up. And in this clip, Ben Swan goes into some of the problematic uh, things that have come out or have been well known about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and their funding of fact-checking outlets and their influence over like NPR and other mainstream media uh, who it shows a conflict of interest, right? Because Bill and Melinda Gates are also behind the funding of the WHO. Uh, So if you go look at Event 201, uh, the World Economic Forum, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they were all behind this. And uh, there's heavy tie-ins to Bill's funding into the World Health Organization. Um, You can go and search a lot of this and the links... um, that you can find in Corbett Reports. I know I'm kind of bouncing around, but Corbett Reports thread on Gates um, has the four-part documentary series in there, but you can also really kind of find a lot of information in here sourced and follow the breadcrumb trail, basically, of, of where some of this information comes from. Um, but even just a you know a quick look for myself here doing it live, um, we can find some of the articles, which I'll link here in the show notes, of Bill and Melinda Gates' own, you know, website admitting to funding the World Health Organization, as they are a nonprofit, so they have to uh, disclose where the money goes, right? Um, the World Bank is an editor and media contact for this, uh, but. Let me slow down a little bit because there is something interesting here that we need to see. So as you can see here, that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is supporting the World Health Organization. There's further tie-ins that you can actually go and see the financial backing. Um, they're clearly behind the Event 201 documentary, or, uh, you know, test run of this whole p- pandemic thing, along with the World Economic Forum. Um, so to say that these people, like, aren't financially or have no interest at all in what's going on, and they'll have no interest in covering up uh, any of these so-called fact-checking things that they're finding are false, and then going and paying the fact-checking agencies who... Apparently, well, that has no influence at all. And I'm just going to go into this clip here from Ben Swan because I'm not doing the best job explaining this. But that's why we bring in the clips. And, uh, you know, I'm going to link this in the show notes. I don't monetize my stream or my channel or my website or anything like that. So this is all just, uh, you know, freely shared, fair use, basically, on something that I'm not, like, making money on or something like that. So... I really give all the credit to the clips that I share to the people that produced that, and I'm just uh, mixing them in, being a little VJ here for uh, the information at hand. So let's go into this clip for Ben Swan, and then we'll talk about that article a little bit afterward. Who are the so-called Facebook fact-checkers? Well, turns out they're nothing more than propagandists who are being funded in many cases by the very people 
that are being fact-checked by journalists. What do I mean by that? How about this name, Bill Gates? Turns out he has a web of influence and financial backing of these so-called fact-checking organizations, which as it turns out, according to the Columbia Journalism Review, have been whitewashing his history. Gates himself has spent hundreds of millions of dollars in order to completely control the narrative from those organizations. From the Columbia Journalism Review, just recently, quote, I recently examined nearly 20,000 charitable grants the Gates Foundation had made through the end of June and found more than $250 million going toward journalism. The community that is the most fierce, the most outspoken, the most awake is the African community. They're not playing. They've been there. They, they've seen it. They, they protest every single day and they are warning each other like crazy because they understand that they have been used through generations as, as test subjects. CJR notes that it found 16 examples of Africa Czech examining media claims related to Gates and that its body of work overwhelmingly supports or defends Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundation, which has spent billions of dollars on development efforts in Africa. Dr. David Martin is one of the main voices in that piece. He has been called a liar by these fact checkers, a conspiracy theorist, and someone who is peddling misinformation to the masses. And yet, for his part, Dr. David Martin says he has all of the source information available from the statements he has made. The fact checkers, on the other hand, as he points out, never use source information. Listen. My organization has, has worked for over two decades with law enforcement, with international and domestic intelligence and, and criminal intelligence operations. And what is funny is we have a thing called the FBI chain of custody with respect to our data. What that means, Ben, is that we have to make sure that we can show that information that we're relying on is actually the original document or a facsimile of the original document. We have to make sure that we can show that it was obtained legally, meaning we didn't hack or crack or, or, or in any way use a technology to penetrate firewalls or, or do anything else. So we have a very high standard when it comes to what we call source documentation. And it happens to be a law enforcement standard for good reason, because our information has been and continues to be used for law enforcement operations. And as a result, my definition of source documentation is something that comes out of law enforcement. It doesn't come out of kind of this postmodern media echo chamber, which once again is opinion confirmation, a confirmation bias established by headlines, reinforced by headlines, rather than looking at facts. And so this is a very important topic for us to address, which is every single point specifically that I make within the entirety of Plandemic 2, every point has an actual source document, not, not some conjecture, not a media report, actual source documentation, including funding records, including NIH grants, including patent applications, including appeals made by patent applicants when their patents were rejected by the United States Patent Office. All of those documents are source documents. And by the way, we did invite the Pointer Institute, USA Today, and PolitiFact. We have invited reporters from all of those organizations, or I should say fact checkers, from all those organizations to have a one-on-one -on -one debate with Dr. David Martin. We would stream it live and I would moderate it in order for them to provide their source information that calls him a liar and claims that he is engaging in misinformation. They have declined. Each one of them has said no, they're either too busy or not interested.
we're not really surprised. Having said all of that, it is important to know that Children's Health Defense, the organization run by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., has now filed a RICO lawsuit against Facebook and its fact checkers, claiming that they are engaged in a conspiracy and racketeering. So that full report actually from Ben Swan, you can go and check out at his website, uh, new website, media platform, ISC Media. And that's what I was showing earlier here. That's one of the alternative platforms that you can go check out. Now, what he was pointing out there, uh, some of that information is talked about in this new uh, Columbia Journalism Review article. Uh, called Journalism Gatekeepers. Now I'm just going to zoom in a little bit here. And this is, again, going back and showing in the ties that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has with some of the media that provides a conflict of interest and uh, that um, Africa Check the uh, Fact Check organization who is basically running cover for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, has tie-ins with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and they're supposedly doing the fact check. So is there not a conflict of interest there? Is this not, you know, the definition of fascism? When these conglomerate corporations and NGOs and things like that uh, are able to fund the people that are then, you know, on these mainstream media outlets, which I consider like Facebook to be a mainstream media outlet. And then their fact checkers are coming in and telling you that your information is false and that people shouldn't look at it. But those people are funded by the same person in <laughs> the information is funding the fact. I mean, does that not seem wrong to people? Does that not seem like a conflict of interest? Uh, let's just go back to this article. Let's read this part here. Uh, I recently examined nearly 20,000 charitable grants the Gates Foundation had made through the end of June and found that more than 250 million going toward journalism. Recipients include, include news operations like BBC, NBC, Al Jazeera, ProPublica, National Journal, The Guardian, Univision, Medium, Financial Times, The Atlantic, The Texas Tribune, Gannett, Washington Monthly, Le Monde, and the Center of Investigative Reporting. Charitable organizations affiliated with, the, with news, out, news outlets like BBC Media Action and The New York Times. Neediest Cases Fund. Media companies such as Participant, whose documentary Waiting for Superman supports Gates' agenda on charter schools. Journalistic organizations such as the, Pulit the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting, the National Press Foundation, and the International Center for Journalists, and a variety of other groups creating news content or working on journalism, such as the Leo Burnett Company, an ad agency the Gates commissioned to create a new site to promote the success 
of aid groups. In some cases, recipients say they distributed part of the fundings as subgrants to other journalistic organizations, which makes it difficult to see the full picture of Gates' funding into the fourth estate. The foundation even helped fund 2006, a 2016 report from the American Press Institute that was issued to develop guidelines on how newsrooms can maintain editorial independence from philanthropic funders. A top-level finding, there's little evidence that the funders insist on or have any editorial review. Notably, the study underlies, underlying the study's Underlying survey data showed that nearly a third of funders reported having seen at least some content they funded before the publication. So the study shows that the funders get to review basically the content before it's uh, gone out. And who are the funders? Well, Bill and Melinda Gates. Well, who are they? Well, they're like a dynasty family practicing eugenics and population control and technocracy on the planet. That's who they are. You know, don't believe me? Go check out the four-part series again on Bill Gates from the Corbett Report. It's already all laid out there for you, ready to go. I'll put it in the show notes included with this article. And also uh, the full documentary from Ben Swan. Now along those lines, there's another platform uh, that we can talk about here called Brighteon. Brighteon is Mike Adams' uh, alternative media site, which he's the health ranger. So he's another unmutual, basically. And with the, what we'll see with a lot of these unmutuals is that they're starting their own alternative media platforms. So that's a good thing, I think. It's decentralized. Uh, it's, you know, distributed. And it's not centrally controlled media outlets and that's really what we need more of i'm not saying that we should all run away from these other media outlets but it's good to have ways of getting the information when you want the information and it's good to distribute that across multiple platforms because eventually we can have like main websites that aggregate we can have aggregators uh, we can have people that are already being aggregators just use these sites to host their videos instead of something like YouTube where it's going to get taken down. Um, we'll go over another video today that was taken down from YouTube. I'm actually going to play that at the end here uh, from another un recently unmutual uh, J.P. Sears. Uh, J.P. Sears from Awaken with J.P. and he has his own podcast and um, he's you know, a very good content creator, very funny. Um, and we'll go over some of that later on in this episode. Um, so that's Brighteon. Band.video is another one. That's from Infowars, uh, Alex Jones's site. He's another unmutual. And, you know, the point not here being that I have to agree with these people. I don't have to agree with everything Mike Adams says. I don't have to agree with everything Alex Jones says. We're just talking about the people that are you know, speaking and being censored and people that are being taken off of mainstream platforms and taken off of Google search engine and being um, lied about basically and also misrepresented by fact checkers, supposed fact checkers should just always be in quote because it's not real fact checkers. Uh, th those are funded, paid liars in the media 
who are basically whores who take money for to lie and know that they're lying and manipulating or just too stupid to figure out the compartmentalized structure that they're in and will do that job for as long as they're getting a paycheck. We'll tell people false uh, information or cover up information as long as they're getting a paycheck. So this is about this is about free speech. This is about being able to say what we want to say, when we want to say it, and not have anybody else be able to tell us what we want to say. So what I'm talking about here has nothing to do with the figure that I'm talking about. It's more about the principle at hand. The principle at play is that as a human being, I have the right to express myself on whatever way, whatever platform I wish to do so as long as I'm not harming anyone else with my words. You know, and what what these people are doing by taking over the narrative and then pumping out the information they want you to know is harming other people because there's things that they're covering up about Bill Gates or other people like that or other situations like that with vaccinations where people are being injured on a very large scale and then every all these uh fact checkers come out or uh, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates funded foundations come out and explain how great the vaccines are and how how they're going to save humanity without explaining to you that they've already harmed hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people with their vaccinations. And they aren't doing the proper test. They aren't doing a blind placebo test. They're not doing a control study on these vaccinations. And they're covering up that information too. So I'm promoting this information in alternative media outlets here. Because we need to be able to find uh, the information that's being censored and consume it if we'd like to. So LBRY.TV is another uh, alternative platform that's gaining popularity. And there's a desktop app you can use. It has like its own crypto. Uh, I don't know a lot about the founding of it and the people behind it. I don't use it all that much, but I am going to be spinning up some more of my own alternative platforms to post on such as BitChute and BitChute has been a really good platform I've posted my media there uh, since June of last year about so I have quite a few videos on there not a lot of subscribers not totally worried about that really I'm just trying to make sure that my content stays out there and that if I decide to or if YouTube decides to do away with all my videos that they have a mirrored backup and they're not all on here. I have some stuff from Liberty Lifestyle and previously that's not on here, but my recent work is. And uh, my Voluntary Slaves uh, video has gotten quite a bit of views. And so go check that out. Um, this is about the, the doctrine of master servant. And it's one of my more popular videos on BitChute. But hey, man, go over there and subscribe. Check it out. Check out BitChute and, and go and I'll be your first BitChute subscriber. And you can follow me on there rather than uh, the good old GooTube. So that's just a few of the alternative media platforms that I wanted to cover. Uh, and they're really just like video hosting platforms. Um, so there's a lot more alternative media that's not being covered today by me or uh, out there. But that's just a few that I think that are important to have your eye on. So I'll include those in the show notes of this, which will be published tomorrow. And yeah, so and, and along with those articles that we covered as well. So there's other people that have gone 
gone down recently. Like uh, Brian Rose um, from... Let's see if I can find his London Reel. That's another one I'll cover really quick because it's also somebody who recently has been declared an unmutual for talking about that first person that we uh, shared today. He, he talked with David I-C-K-E on an interview that he had him on and they were talking about the C-19 problem. And that interview got taken down. It was like one of the most widely watched interviews on a live stream. And I don't know exactly where his alternative media platform is. I've been on here before, but I have not. Let's see if we can get into like... It looks like it's just hosted like on... They have their own hosting... Com um, not their own hosting company, their own hosting servers. It looks like you have to subscribe to watch the video. So just a different approach, a different way. Oh, here's the band videos, I guess, that you can go watch. Let's see if he'll let us... Nope, he wants to subscribe, which I, I'm fine with subscribing to watch the video, um, if it's free beyond that, but... Uh, that That's another... And, and why? Because they're talking about things, and, and even if it's not factual... See, that's the way they always try to spin it into this like dichotomy dialectic of like well it's facts versus non-facts no it's not it's about being able to speak versus someone trying to silence people being able to speak even myself like who who doesn't have some huge following getting getting a uh, false information claims on my facebook page like what if i'm just sharing information that's not being claimed to be true or false what if i'm just sharing a meme or a joke what if i'm just joking like that's false information too so and you know Facebook has become a place where it's a public forum where people can speak and you're uh, said to be able to have your own page. Well, it's not my own page if you're able to tell me what I can and cannot post on there. There are certain things that are just not even able to post or they'll, they'll just take it off, take it down, right? So obviously uh, that kind of stuff shouldn't be supported, but at the same time, like when it's such a large forum that people are getting their information from there and using it as a place to share news and information um, the question becomes like should they be able to then tell you what you can and cannot say on that public forum and if it's again my Facebook page that you're claiming that I get to write what I want on like what's the point of telling me what I can and cannot say on there um, so I'm going to continue to say what I want to say on these platforms and continue to watch them censor take down or put on my post that I'm sharing false information and just continue to watch that psychological operation unfold my posts have been censored for a long time now they're just explicitly stating it I mean that's a guess on my part but at the reach that I've gotten since kind of sharing information that's been you know anti-vaccine or you know pointing out things that are alternative or conspiratorial and conspiracy theory land I feel like I've been like really heavily put down on people's news feeds and not even shown in places with my pages or my, my own personal profile for a long time now. So I feel like now they're just actually explicitly stating you know, what they're doing on the page rather than leaving it hidden for me to wonder what's going on. At least now I know that they're actively you know, making my posts less seen and putting things on them that make people think that I'm just some crazy conspiracy theorist guy, right? 
Okay, so follow up on some of these links. Follow up on this information and, and the stuff that Ben Swan was talking about and find out for yourself if you think there's a controversy or a conflict of interest with Bill Gates and the way that he funds the organizations that are then fact-checking his own information and if that's a conflict of interest to you. All right, so let's just jump into some of the slides today that I got. Uh, this slide here is a little illustration of They Live, right? The They Live guy where he's not got the mask on and he's got his glasses on, but everyone around him is in this like terrified state with their eyes and, um, you know, wearing the masks. And it's basically like at this point in the game, you know, it's either you're wearing the glasses or you're not. There's people that are willingly not wanting to see what's going on and they're you know, at first it was kind of like, okay, for people to be freaked out and not know what was going on. But if you can't clearly see that this is a move by um, the deep state or by people who have power and control over this planet, that this is a tyrannical move on, on the human population. And as Cassandra calls it, she says, they're just flexing. They're flexing. They're flexing hard right now. And that's all it is. They're really, they really are kind of flexing that control and power over the whole world population. And again, going back to that clip from this morning from Mike, it is good to see people are out there chanting freedom. And I, I'd like to see more of that. And I'd like to see people using their voice and using their power to not comply and to resist and not, and not to be so apathetic anymore about what's going on in the world. And that needs to not just be at... In, on over the weekend and then you go back to complying and no like at this point you know we've got to stand up and fight against the tyranny that they're putting down on us and ignore the rules and all, all this like legalese and shit they're using where you can't go and buy things from the store and I, and again like i don't think we should just not use the stores i think we should proudly walk in with our family in hand holding my children's hand with no mask and walk through that store proudly knowing that there's no piece of cloth over my face that's going to protect me from the government bioweapon, right? <laughs> or from, from the, the problem of allowing communism and tyranny to reign. That's going to kill way more people than any virus could. Government is the biggest killer of people, by far. And that's, you know, going back again... I'm not saying that people are just powerless and that the government has all power over them. Like people, the, it's a cause and effect thing. The power that people give the government allows the government to become tyrannical and people need to stop giving their power away and represent themselves, make decisions for themselves and think through things for themselves when it comes to their own health even. And how how much study have you done into it before you start calling other people you know, bad for not wearing a mask? Are you just following what the mainstream media tells you to do without looking into it? Thinking that, oh, well, the CDC would never lie to us. Oh, like, there's a scientific con consensus and it, they're, they're all for truth. And the, the community of science is, more, is morally objective and just seeking to tell us what the truth is. You know, that's not how the world works. That's not how uh, scientific consensus works, and that's not even something that makes any sense, because there is no such thing as consensus in science. It's either true or it's not, and then there's always um, a way to dispute that truth that's been claimed and move on with more scientific research, but there isn't a consensus that's reached, and that's uh, illogical and a fallacy in itself to believe that the CDC has the truth about a certain thing, or that the 
scientific community is telling us the facts about vaccines. That's a childish view of how the world works and uh, is not how things work. And, it, you know, we see people like J.P. Sears uh, getting censored for talking about COVID in a, in a humorous way. And again, this guy, he's a genius. He's gone through and created a very large following with his comedy, and he's not decided to kowtow and to bow down to what, you know, the community and the masses want of him, and even gone as far as to pissing off his own audience by making fun of some of the COVID-19 stuff. And in doing so, ended up getting censored and getting a taste for being the unmutual and what that feels like to become a censored person. And it did a whole podcast on it and went on and actually spoke with Brian Rose about censorship because J.P. Sears, from his own admission, was like kind of taken off guard and shocked that he had been censored in this way and reached out and looking for other people that were experienced with becoming censored and talked to Brian Rose. And here's a, one of the quotes from JP recently was, My concern isn't for me and my videos. My concern is for human freedoms, civil liberties, at the heart of which is freedom of speech. The social media platforms are the modern-day town hall in which speech is conveyed. And so he's, he gets the point there. He gets the point that it's not just, oh, Facebook owns, they, they, they're like a private company and they can do what they want with their own thing. Like, no. There's a bigger issue at hand here, which is that it's now become like a town hall. And in that town hall, there needs to be like fair and, you know, un, like fair and open moderation of people, not not moderation of the facts that we don't want. Like moderation if somebody's trying to sell children on Facebook or moderation if somebody's trying to like literally call a mob together to go kill somebody or something like that. Moderation against like outright violence and wrongdoing, such as those, those types of things. But, you know, moderation against like people's opinions about things or even spreading false information. Like that's the whole issue is people need to be accountable for taking in information and checking on it themselves. And people want to say, well, I don't have enough time to do that. I don't have the time. I should be able to trust. Well, you I should be able to trust these authority figures that are telling me about a certain thing because I don't have the time. I, got, I have my kids, I have my family, I have my job. I, I can't be looking into those things. And that's just bullshit excuses. That's just lying to yourself, A, that you're not accountable for, you know, fact checking <laughs> the information yourself that you're consuming and making your decisions on. And then B, that it creates the conditions that we're in now where the masses are very, very easily manipulated by the powers that be, by the controllers behind the scenes, as David Icke was saying there, by the psychologists there in London, right? That's what they are. They're psychologists. And I just want to go into a clip that I had unplanned. And while that clip was playing for Mike, I thought, well, this would be a really good clip to play. Um, it's going to take me a sec to get it looking right in the screen, but I'm going to play this because this was Greg Reese who put out a clip recently on psychology and how the masses are controlled through psychology. So let's just actually bring this up in this scene with me right here. Actually, how should I do this the best way? Let's just go to the desktop, we'll pull it up. 
All right, we'll check that it's playing. Psychology is the scientific study of the mind. And in an enlightened society, it would be taught in elementary school. But we are not in an enlightened society. In simple terms, each human being is made up of three personas, body, mind, and spirit, each one with its own desires. And the universal goal of individual self-mastery is to serve the desire of the spirit. This takes great discipline, because as we are about to discuss, our mind innately seeks to control us. There is psychology and there is group psychology. In group psychology, an individual will suppress all desires that are deemed unacceptable by the group. These suppressed desires will invariably control a person without their knowing. This knowledge is nothing new. Machiavelli instructed leaders centuries ago to divide the people into groups in order to weaken and control them. Those in power have known this for millennia. The Yoga Sutras outlined a process of overcoming this thousands of years ago. It taught how a person could become enlightened to the true nature of the mind and liberate themselves from unwanted influence. The ancient writings of Sumer describe a ruling class which kept its power by keeping mankind spiritually repressed. 100 years ago, Sigmund Freud introduced this knowledge to the modern world. He wrote that the biggest obstacle to liberating yourself from ego was group mind. Because in order for the individual to examine themselves completely, one must question everything, including the group. The ego mind has always been obsessed with group identity. And by nature, it seeks approval or control within the group. The key to manipulating the masses is to keep them ensnared in group mind. Freud's work held the key to individual enlightenment and was met with strong disinterest by the ruling class of Vienna who had no interest in the liberation of the individual mind. Edward Bernays, however, Freud's nephew and protege, found strong interest for his uncle's work in America. In the early 1900s, the U.S. government and corporate America employed Bernays not to liberate the individual from group mind, but to keep us enslaved in it and manipulate our thoughts and behavior. In 1927, Paul Mazur of Lehman Brothers infamously wrote that we must shift America from a needs to a desires culture. Man's desires must overshadow his needs. The overall strategy was to divide the public and stimulate irrational desires. The only way of achieving this goal was by use of the media. A new reality was designed with a specific intention of making people more anxious, afraid, and aroused, keeping us in an unending, irrational fight-or-flight state of mind, where we only find solace in group mind conformity. All of this has been done without our awareness. And by 1975, the CIA had infiltrated all areas of news media. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? We do have people who submit pieces to other two American journals. Do you have any people 
paid by the CIA who are working for television networks. This, I think, gets into the kind of uh, getting into the details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into in executive session. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to the national news services, AP and UPI? Well, again, I think we're getting into the kind of detail, Mr. Chairman, that I'd prefer to handle in executive session. In Russia, Vladislav Surkov, who studied economics and theater, was tasked with creating a world of fake news to keep the Russian people anxious and confused. Surkov turned Russian politics into a bewildering, constantly changing piece of theater. He used Kremlin money to sponsor all kinds of groups, from mass anti-fascist youth organizations to the very opposite, neo-Nazi skinheads. And liberal human rights groups who then attacked the government. Surkov even backed whole political parties that were opposed to President Putin. But the key thing was that Surkov then let it be known that this was what he was doing, which meant that no one was sure what was real or what was fake in modern Russia. As one journalist put it, it's a strategy of power that keeps any opposition constantly confused. A ceaseless shape-shifting that is unstoppable because it is indefinable. These crimes against humanity are more apparent now than ever. But there are still millions entrenched in group mind who religiously accept the mainstream media narrative to be truth. Our mind innately seeks to control us. And if we do not take control of our own mind, the media will control it for us. The only solution is rugged individualism and critical thinking. But this is a path that few choose to take. And so in the meantime, whoever controls the media controls the herd. And nothing short of a miracle will ever change that. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Um, I'm surprised that he's still allowed to be on YouTube. I think he's kind of flying under the radar there. Um, but yeah, go go check out more of his work. And I'd like to make some videos like that. I think I'd like to work on creating montages similar to his. Those are very powerful ways of disseminating the information. But you know, go reading about Eddie Bernays and propaganda and his work with the mainstream media and J.P. Morgan and his study of like Gustav Le Bon and the crowd and the psychology of crowds and how they've used that information like David Icke was saying at this point they use what they've learned to unfold on the masses and they've learned so much that at this point they're able to like create these long threads of loops that people go into and it's basically technocracy is t is definitely here it's with us and it's being used and deployed and it's a weapon against humanity and humanity really needs to wake up and realize that and and start you know it's it's funny in jp sears's clip that i'm going to play here at the end is a funny clip and it's it's funny to joke around about these things and i even tried to add a little bit of <laughs> humor in 
with my memes at the beginning of the show and I'll try to, you know, add more humor in. I know I'm kind of like a dry character going over some of this stuff. But, you know, I do this because I feel like it is important uh, for us to practice uh, getting our voices out there to be able to understand how to get our voices out there and then be a channel for the information, like in a way that I'm showing here even, just showing other people's work with some commentary of my own in between it, going through the weekly content that I feel like is important to cover and covering that and then uh, giving my opinion and my take on it, uh, rooting that in principles that could be uh, hearkened back to and called upon and sourced to, uh, such as we're doing here, and the people's right to speak and to do it without being afraid and to get out there with your own voice under your own name and start speaking. That's what people knew. They need to, the human race needs to get off its knees. The lion sleeps no more. Freedom. <laughs> the human race, get off your bloody knees. No, I mean, that was powerful when they were chanting freedom there. It's like, that's, you know, I'm all about dangerous freedom versus pretend safety, right? And what we're being sold is pretend safety. It's lies. And if you go watch that whole David Icke clip, he opens it up in the beginning just totally trashing how stupid and ridiculous all these rules are that come down. And it's like it is, like J.P. Sears has done in some of his videos, like some psychopath sitting back, well, six feet, yeah, well, why six feet? I don't know, why, because it should just be six feet. Oh, okay, yeah, six feet. As if the virus fucking knows what, how much footage is in between you and the other person. And I know people, oh, well, yeah, it does matter because it's, you know, it's in the air and it's gonna... Dude, you couldn't be out and about and doing all these things if the virus was as dangerous as they're telling us it is and not be getting sick and having the whole world be fucked over at this point with the things that are going on, right? You couldn't have that with a virus that's as deadly as they're claiming to be, but it's not as deadly. And they know that, and they're just basically lying about the numbers at this point and coming up with things like people who are being contact traced are being counted as numbers, or somebody who comes into the hospital with a cough is being counted as a number, and the numbers are going up, the numbers, the numbers, the testing, the testing, right? But the deaths and the hospitals being overfilled and all the things that we were originally told about that are happening aren't happening. And there isn't a ridiculous amount of, of people dying. And there isn't a hospitals being overwhelmed, right? And the numbers aren't skyrocketing. So that's what I was saying earlier is like at this point in the game, it was okay to be cautious for a while. And I was being cautious and I was saying, yeah, yeah, we need more information. Like some of these people that are going out there and just saying that it's not real and that it's a pandemic and things like that, they're, they're being a little you know, risky coming out and saying it. But at this point, if you're not able to see that there's a secondary and primary and alternative agendas that have nothing to do with keeping you safe and have everything to do with taking away your freedoms, then, you know, and as if somebody could actually take away your freedoms. Freedom is a state of mind. And that's what they're talking about in these clips. These people that I'm sharing today are talking about how it's a psychological war. And that you have to extinguish freedom in the mind before you can actually physically start to manipulate people. And so it does start with the mind. And it starts with controlling the mind and then being able to control behaviors through mind. So we definitely need to go more into mind control, more into how the media manipulates people through mind control. 
and more into those basic fundamental things that people should be understanding at this point but unfortunately are not and they're putting themselves in the front of a barrel of a gun called the mainstream media and believing it to their own death they're line up to get these vaccines that aren't safe and aren't uh, proven in any kind of lab situation or scientific way to be safe and if they believe in this way of outsourcing their thinking to hierarchical institutions, they will be probably some of the first people that will be physically injured, if, and they've already been physically damaged and brainwashed and mind-controlled through what's been done to them, which is already a form of physical warfare. But what I'm saying is that they're amping it up. They're getting you to put something inside of you that's going to physically harm you in a way that the way they operate is the facts are out there. You should understand the facts about how these things work. But since you've outsourced your thinking, good luck being the lab rat. Good luck being the one who gets the experimental vaccine because you feel like you have to for your job. Because you know that's why most people are going to do it. For their paycheck. Because they care about where their paycheck comes from more than any sort of principles that they've ever even thought about because they don't even have any principles whatsoever. You know, I go on my walk and talk talking about principles and thinking about through things that people look at it and don't even know what I'm talking about because they don't even understand or think about any of these concepts because a person who outsources their logic and their morals to government or to, or to corporations doesn't need to think about principles, doesn't need to think about what they're going to stand up against and stand for. So when it comes time to do that thing to your children or to do that thing for your own paycheck to get in the door so you can keep working... You'll do it, no fucking problem. No, no restrictions in the mind whatsoever. Because you're not thinking. Because you're not using consciousness. And it's not because you can't. It's because you're an apathetic coward. That's why. And I know that's getting a little harsh. <laughs> but that's truly why we're in the conditions that we're in. It's because of apathy and cowardice. And it's even, even the people in the alternative freedom movements are in that same position. They're not taking full power. They're not taking full accountability and full responsibility because of ignorance and cowardice. And I don't mean to call people stupid, but that really is the situation and how it is. It's because of how stupid we are that we can't figure our way out of the maze and we're stuck in the trap. You know, there are plenty of alternative ways to do things and ways that don't cause the harm and suffering that we're inflicting on this planet right now through the masses being so ignorant. But we're not going to discover those ways because people don't even want to, you know. That's, that's, they don't even care enough to start the journey of self-healing to the point where we could externally heal the planet. You know, so it's, it's a condition of care and love. So going back again to love for the self, that's really what it's all about. If you love yourself and you love truth and you love wisdom, you wouldn't allow yourself to be represented in a way where other people claim ownership and claim authority over you to be able to make decisions for you in a way that makes you actually physically behave in a way that they would like you to and, de and desire you to. A person who's operating in selfhood and true love for the self may temporarily sacrifice things to get by and get through without causing a problem, but they know deep down, A, that they're doing that, and that B, that they can stop that anytime they want to. And that it's a choice. There's no state of mind of a free person who says, I'm forced or I was made to do something. That's the difference. 
They know that it's a choice at all times and that they have the power to stop complying when they're ready. And you better get ready, <laughs> you know, because if you care about yourself at all, the things that are going to be coming down as suggestions, which are very much under the threat of violence and coercion, will be, you know, accepted by most. And you'll be made to be unmutual for not, you know, accepting those things. So that's what the unmutual is. These are people that have come out and started to speak against this technocracy and speak out uh, in a way that doesn't have to be truthful, right? That's not the point. That's like going back to the point about is, you know, is cannabis healthy or not? Should we allow people to use it if it's healthy? Well, if it's not exactly healthy, we should. It's not a health argument. It's who owns you to be able to tell you what you can and cannot do with your own body. The same with your speech and the same with your publishing of your speech. And if we have to fucking decentralize down to the platform of WordPress and make some decentralized web hosting platform so that people can continue to use the internet, we've already done that. There are decentralized, completely um, non-central ways of disseminating information across the internet. So every time that they think that they're censoring, it's all, it's all just this controlled narrative that they're thinking that the, these platforms are the only way to find information on the internet. And that's not true. And part of this show and what we'll do is teach people how to find the information that they're trying to hide so that it's no longer, so that it's a fair game. Because the internet isn't controllable. It's, not some, it's something that they designed and used as a net to cast out and control people. But it's kind of like that... that tyrant's fist trying to grab up the water and make a fist out of it right like all the water seeps out maybe they get a little bit but human potential and mind doesn't work in a way where you can contain it or you can cease it and that the internet is a, rep a representation of mind it isn't like we're computers and we're not machines and i'm not saying that but in in that way it is infinite in in our creative creativity and our way to get around things that people think they can control with it so, but they can squash freedom in the human mind, though. They can get to a point where they've actually s completely zapped out freedom with things like the Prussian ed education model and the continuing of the new way of modeling what people can know, what they can know. If you can control the body of information that people can know, which would be like the reverse of the trivium, right, where you're actually containing, creating an, en an enclosed circle of information and then this is the information that you're allowed to know, right? It's just like the Ministry of Truth in 1984. Then it's limited, and you can't know the things that maybe some people don't want you to know, right? So it's not like there isn't information available out there on the mainstream sources, but there definitely is very precise algorithms that are picking out and taking down certain things, and it's really ramped up over the last five years. And if you haven't been paying attention, then you don't know, right? Because you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> So today, I only meant to go for about an hour. I want to keep these live streams to about an hour, hour and a half. So I could go on. I could rant on. I think I'd rather play this last clip, check out for the day, get on with the things that I got to do to stay productive. And uh, feel free to reach out to me. Again, you can subscribe at tylerbloyer.com slash subscribe. This will be posted usually the following day with all the resources that I talked about. Uh, within so you can go and follow up on some of those things and this last clip is uh, just 
some comedy, and it's JP's video that got taken off of YouTube, so I don't know if it's going to have any problems on my little smaller channel here. I don't think so. I think it'll fly under the radar. Um, and it's him. What what you decide if you feel like this is something that should have been censored from you, if you're not allowed to see this. You know, if, if this is something that pushes the limits. Some, somebody who's basically using comedy to lighten up the mood about the situation and also drop in some truth bombs. There's some stuff in here that he's he's seemingly making fun of that I think he actually is trying to get it out there to you. And that's why he's genius, because he, he sucked in a lot of people through kind of making fun of the New Age movement and making fun of the woke crowd. And then he kind of turned around in the last year since he's been seeing what's going on, and I legitimately believe his quote is correct, you know, from what he said, is that he's concerned about the loss of human freedom. And through comedy, it's like the smartest way to weave it in. But this is dangerous because they're even finding a way to go after the comedian who's poking a little fun at the situation and censoring his posts. So I'll end that today. It's been a little bit of a wild ride today. I think the technological things went smoother, so that's good. That means I got my setup. I have upgraded quite a bit of the hardware this week. Some major components were upgraded, so the fact that there weren't any major issues is a good thing. Uh, because uh, we're trying to improve things around here all the time and make this better quality for the viewers so we don't waste your time and we keep things tight and not have uh, 10 minute segments of me not having my microphone on. <laughs> we'll try to avoid that in the future. Um, but I'm going to end it here, guys. It's been great riding along this ride with you today, and hopefully, everyone has a great and productive week. And I'll see you next time. Bro, if you think you know what's going on with the pandemic, that proves you don't know what's going on with it. There is zero truth in what the mainstream media is telling us. Lots going on beneath the surface. I'm talking world governments, mind control, coronavirus, microchipping. Look into it. I know I'm just stating the obvious here, but the coronavirus is a hoax planned by the global elites. And I'm not talking about the government. I'm talking about the elites that control the government. Deep state, bro. They're using it to scare people into being obedient slaves. Then they'll get everybody on universal basic income. Then come the tracking apps, microchips, other tracking apps to track the microchips, temperature checks, facial recognition. I'm talking martial law. Then they'll have everybody under control. It's a fact. They're mandating masks to train the population. They know masks don't do anything other than make ugly people look better. The mask is a physical metaphor to erase your identity, to train your individuality to go to sleep. Basic mind control. Dude, I know plenty of people living off-grid in the interior of Florida who have died from wearing a mask. It deprives you from oxygen, then you fall over, hit your head on the corner of your PlayStation, and you're dead. That's what they want. And with the whole thing, who's playing the role of Superman wearing a sweater? One William Gates. In 2015, he did a TED Talk where he said, the world's overpopulated. We have too many people. And now he's trying to save all those people in an overpopulated world? Yeah. I don't think so. What I think is what I know. And what I know is he wants to develop a coronavirus vaccine to implant microchips in the entire world's population. The mark of the beast, the Bible, it's a book. Look into it. He's the antichrist, obviously. But why microchips? Let me connect the dots for you on this one. If you've got 8 billion people all microchip like endangered sea turtles, what kind of software do you think those microchips will be running? That's a three-point shot for old Willie. More money in his bank account. Oh, 
Most people are too asleep to see this connection, but I haven't slept for nine days, so I couldn't be more awake to what he's doing with his I'm wearing a sweater so you can trust me agenda. Dude, this is all confirmed. Alex Jones has footage. And while we're at it, let's take a look at social distancing. A mandatory six feet in front of you, six feet to the side, and six feet behind you. That's 666, the satanic calling card of the global elites planning the whole thing, hiding it right in plain sight so no one sees it. Open your eyes, people. Oh my God, you're acting like you don't believe me. You probably still think Lee Harvey Oswald walked on the moon, don't you? Nothing is as it seems, bro. Fermi paradox, we're not alone. Lost civilizations in the Amazon, alien spacecrafts, Bob Lazar, gluten intolerance, look into it. Hey, turn your phone off, bro. I don't want him listening to what I'm about to say. Take your SIM card out too. The coronavirus is a German warfare agent manufactured in the Wuhan lab. China's military weapon is killing people all over the world. But get this, the World Health Organization colluded with China to cover it up. And who controls the World Health Organization? One Willie Gates. He's protecting China? What does this mean? Mm-mm. Bill is not a traitor involved in espionage colluding with China to empower them to take over the world through German warfare and MSG. That would be too obvious. The truth is, Bill is a Chinese national. And he has been all along. Just look at him. He's f***ing good at math. But the plot thickens because George Soros is an investor in the very company that owns the lab where the virus was created and leaked out of. You know what that proves? It proves anything I wanted to. And for the record, you don't have to pay your taxes. They're unconstitutional. The IRS can't just come after you to collect taxes because that's illegal and they know it. But in this moment, it proves George Soros is colluding with Bill Sweater Vest Gates and he should go to prison for the rest of his short arthritic life. <sighs> okay, I wasn't gonna tell you, but do you wanna know what the deep state is really doing with the coronavirus? Tell me here. They're deliberately trying to ruin the economy to get Trump out of office and Biden in, but here's the thing, Biden died of old age back in April. Confirmed, Alex Jones has footage. The left wing's been holding them up ever since. Have you ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? They're doing the same thing. That's why Biden doesn't talk right. He's a corpse. But the far right doesn't want that information leaking out because they know it'll help Biden's chances of winning the election if the public knows he's dead. It makes him look like a stronger candidate than Trump. And himself. Fauci's deep state, bro. Yeah. Don't let his 135 pounds of beta male corruption fool you. Beneath that, he's a powerful overlord in the deep state running the show. Yeah, next time you look at him, relax your gaze and think of sourdough bread. He'll shapeshift right in front of you with his killing in appearance. I think it's a pretty safe bet he harvests the organs of children. Yeah, unless he can prove otherwise, it proves he does. And that proves he's part of the deep state with the agenda to push Trump out of office because now they see him as a threat. They're just trying to do it gently by destroying the world with a COVID hoax so they don't have to JFK him. Back into the left, if you know what I mean. But they will if they have to. Along with knowing for sure the whole COVID thing is a hoax created by deep state to overthrow Trump and COVID is a germ warfare experiment carried out by China, I also know that COVID is entirely caused by... I can't even say it without getting censored by the book-burning millennials running Silicon Valley. Dude, cell phone companies are trying to kill their customers so they can't buy their phones anymore. It's their business model fueled by greed. I'll prove it to you. We didn't have COVID until they started installing G-Towers. And that correlation is causation. And then because nobody can leave their houses, that's enabling them to install G-Towers all over the U.S. with no public interference. The coronavirus is actually a chemical reaction at the cellular level caused by G-Towers. And yes, I have documented proof. Look at this. 
That's written in permanent marker. Let me break it down for you. They were installing towers in Wuhan right before the outbreak. Because they weren't doing anything else there, that proves that towers are the sole cause of the outbreak. And now we have towers all over the US. And look what's happening with our COVID numbers. And then people say, well, what about the countries that have a coronavirus outbreak? But nope, G towers. Well, what I wanna know is, Where's the proof those countries actually exist? It's just another ploy by Uncle Bill to divide us so he can control us with mandatory microchips and Windows updates. I would rather die defending my freedoms than update Windows on my computer. Yeah. Gee, it's confirmed. Look into it. Alex Jones has footage. I'm just going to send you links to like 39 videos. They'll prove everything I'm saying is true. Watch those, then we'll talk again. You can turn your phone back on now. Hey man, I want to thank a cow.